Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Uh, normally we do a thing where we're like mid-conversation and then I go, are we recording? And then you say, welcome to Bottle Episodes. So I guess this is that part right now, isn't it? Welcome to Bottle Episodes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm David Piccolomini. <laughs> I'm, I'm Daniel Crow. And this week we're joined by... Brandon Gorin. Yeah, there we go. And uh, this is a podcast where we watch the best episodes of the worst of television. Except today. Where Today? we could not determine what the best episode of the show was because they no were all one too has good. Bo- they were no all too good. No one has bothered to rate any of the episodes on IMDb. <laughs> Which uh, um, no, no one, has, one bothered. has bothered to rate the episodes, but I do want to add: people have added uh, comments on the YouTube page, and my favorite comment is: Hold on, we haven't even told them what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Can you? Can we do? Can I, I'm I'm going off script just a little bit. Okay. Like, can we do? I, I would like to stress: this is unscripted. Oh. Darn. Okay. <laughs> this if, you, wait, if, you, if someone sent you a script and you memorized it for this. Yeah, Brandon's a wild card. I sent okay. him a script. Uh, we're, we have a script. I printed out a script for us, too. Oh, we were just going to. No. It just says, like, Daniel Crow talks here for oh, where man. you go. It's, yeah. I'm glad that my genius is recognized in such a way. <laughs> riff Master Crow. <laughs> All right. Watch me as I do a good riff here. All right. We're talking about the show. Whoops. Until that little nuclear misunderstanding. So now there are only six of us. Whoops. Whoops is a sitcom with a, it's a great premise, you can't deny it. Um a nuclear apocalypse has happened. Yep. Hilarious. And that's pretty much the premise. There's six people living together on a farm. So some people have described this show as the thinking man's Gilligan Island. And apparently that was in a review somewhere because I was reading user-generated reviews of this on uh, YouTube because I couldn't I couldn't watch it dead on you the got, whole time. You got to not call them user-generated <laughs> reviews. It does sound like we brought an AI on to be a guest for this episode. <laughs> I, I Brandon updates his talking just as a, it is like a program. <laughs> I would like to say this about Whoops. Um, I'm I I think it's bold. No, I I agree. Like I I give it, and I think, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off off the. I think that if it was British. And had a more British sensibility. It clearly wishes it was British. It wants to be Red Dwarf. It, like, it desperately wants to be. It's this is also a series of sitcoms that exist that I think we can call uh, "What the Fox" because like <laughs> it's just like Fox is just like married with children. It's 1992. Married with children's a couple years in. It's really living it up, and they're like balls out. Let's go for it. It's just and like this sort of like it's a deeply cynical sitcom with a laugh track that. Is high premise, but also trashy in a way that is that isn't earned. Yeah, no, it, it really it it is just it is like this weird bottom of the barrel jokes uh, tied into this nihilistic premise, tied into this weird like there's a woman who's still like considered like the raging feminist. There's a feminazi, and it's just like ha ha ha, dumb. In fairness, every character is that one note. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, it's weird to think in, like, the apocalypse situation, there's going to be someone, like, who can't put their brain around the idea that the stock market doesn't exist. No, yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. They were at least consistent. Yeah, yeah. everyone is just kind we, of a I, trope. I guess we should note, before we really get into the nitty-gritty of, whoops, why we're doing it and its reception and all of that, do we have any numbers? 
Wasn't uh, it like uh, on Metacritic? So it was uh, on TV Guide named Whoops the 42nd worst, worst TV show of all time. Oh, man. It referred to it as a post-apocalyptic Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's here's I don't I don't I don't like you earlier quoting TV Guide and not giving proper attribution. I, I think we might have to stop the episode because we've got what's known as a plagiarist on uh, our hands. Uh, no, I actually want to be clear. I was quoting someone who was quoting TV Guide. What's his name? Because I hate plagiarists and this you, guy's you going. You can find it. It's under the YouTube comments because I couldn't watch this. It's not YouTube user submitted reviews. I yes. couldn't watch this directly. I, no. I had to, I had to like second screen it. All especially much like a nuclear explosion, you have to avert your eyes because it's. Not good to look uh, at. No, you can just be in a Volvo. So, God, a joke that was I, told three times I, and got funnier every time. I, we had to make money from this show somehow. So you think I, Volvo paid them? No, was it, it was Volvo. Yeah, it was Volvo. Pilots. Volvo's paying us right now. Hi, Volvo. Give us a free car. We got free tickets to see Air one time. Uh, pilots are hard, and I want to. I want to make that clear. But I, I want to know what the person who saw this pilot saw i have a theory okay because there's about three minutes at the start of the pilot that i thought maybe this show was just ahead of its time and all of the worst show of all time things were done right after it came out because it opens you thought this might have been pinkerton it opens no laugh track for like three minutes Mm -hmm. which is radical for that era yeah and it's not like they're in one room for those three minutes. I thought this was going to be just way ahead of its time. And then they all get to the house and that kind of falls apart. There's also there's also like a very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy joke in the first three minutes where the parade that sets off the nuclear reaction, he just kind of goes, all in all, it would be considered not a good parade. And it reminded <laughs> me of that joke in Hitchhiker's. Yeah. That's like, a, in the beginning, the universe was created. This was considered a very bad move and upset a lot of people or whatever. Yeah, that's how the whole show feels, though. It does feel like a show that was meant to be British. Yeah, yeah. And ap- but after those first three minutes, all of that promise goes right in the toilet, and you have six of the most basic characters of all time making the most expected jokes of all time. I would li- The characters are as follows. Straight man? Rich man? Wait, straight Jewish man? Uh, mm. No, I just mean like straight man in a comedic perspective. Oh, okay. I don't mean his... I don't mean it's defined characters that he is but, heterosexual. But, 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 but like also, man, that's kind of, he's, kind of. His, Jew, his Jewishness is yeah. going to be played for, uh, I'm going to say laughs. I don't love saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's the straight man, the rich man, there's the feminist, there's the black guy, there's the the dumb woman, there's and there's the, the, the dumb homeless blonde guy. Brunette. And that's all their characters are. I don't know their names. Yeah, there's not, it's not worth knowing their names. There's it's n- really nothing else about them. Okay, so I I would like to, I would like to give this show some credit. I think pilots are hard. I wanted to say that you've you've mentioned it now. I think three times. I know because I keep coming back to like I watched the pilot and I was like, this is bold. I know I said that at the beginning, but like it does like there are it feels like something I could like. Like it feels weird and. Uh, like there, there is bones of this that feel like it could be a good TV show. Yeah, and they did make that show. It's called Last Man on Earth. Yes, and it's fascinating and very fun to watch and gets super dark and everything. It, yeah, this is a this is almost a TV show that hates its own premise. Like it feels like it's this TV show while watching it felt like it was mad at me for watching it. Well, yeah, that's what I say about the first three minutes because I think they I don't think this is the show they wanted to make. Yeah, I think they wanted to make something that was more like the first three minutes. And that was what the the executives thought. Hey, there's a 
kernel here, but then they just fell into what was expected of them at the time, which is kind of sad. Yeah, Not so as sad as only six people surviving the nuclear apocalypse, and they're all the most basic versions of themselves. And they're all weirdly okay with it, which is fascinating in this episode. We'll get to it. Uh, that's It's called foreshadowing. Uh, but no, no, one's, no one's really mourning in any real way. No one's like, I've lost everything. Uh, well, I would what? like to know one group of people is mourning, and that is the studio audience. It is the most <laughs> tepid laugh track I have ever heard. The, they, I don't know if it was a laugh track or people actually watching this, but they hesitate to laugh in a way I've never heard in a sitcom like this. <laughs> well, because what's funny about it is it's literally just this uh, thing in a an, an apocalypse. So, like, you go into that thinking you're just going to watch the show, and then all the jokes are about, like, the end of humanity. No, uh, some of the jokes are like, yeah, I lived in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some of the jokes. But that is still reminding someone of the end of humanity by being like, I used to live in a box. I don't remember a ton of stuff, but I remember watching it and being like, most of these jokes are not about the apocalypse. Hey, I, have a, I, I need to go a little off topic real quick. Because, right. Dave, you've been sitting here for a little bit. Da uh, we, you, you made me watch this. Yes. You, you did. Yeah. And you said you loved this show. No. You didn't love this show. What do you mean? As a child. This was a show you watched as a child. Is no. This correct? Oh, that is just something I made up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, remember when I said we had an AI as a guest? <laughs> I thought, listen, I want, Steve, you so firmly were like, oh, that is something I made up then. Okay. Dave, you would have been a year old when Whoops came out. No, 92, I would have been. I oh, was I thought it was in, 90. Uh, no, 92. Yeah, when in 92. Uh, September twenty seventh to sixth. Uh, so uh, it's December just a few 6th. months after I was born. You c we could have been watching this together. We could have. Wa we could I, have been watching. I, I, all three of us could have been watching deep, this. I, I will be honest. I so I, I was wa I watched this at eight a.m. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Wait, did you wake up and watch Whoops? Or I, did you yeah, stay up and watch Whoops? I had to wake up and watch Whoops. <laughs> you set an alarm to watch Whoops, <laughs> guys. You got to wake up at Whoops. <laughs> My Make sure to wake up at Whoops. <laughs> My schedule was, was like really busy, so I had to like I was like working construction, and like one year was like watching Whoops, and I was like, this is. Like it, like, and that's here's okay. I, just, I think I think the studio audience was also working construction <laughs> and giving whoops half of their attention. I like I watched it and I watched it twice. I watched each episode twice, but like it was eight, eight and I was trying to talk to Dave and I was trying to like do research on it because like they I, you can't get all twelve episodes, so I wanted to check 13. in. You can't get all thirteen episodes because I wanted to make sure I didn't like. Uh, after I watched the first episode, I checked in with Dave because I wasn't going to watch an episode I didn't need to watch. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like that was we're not that we've only had three guests. That is a common occurrence. <laughs> I think the only person that's watched more than they needed to was I watched four episodes of Dog with a Blog. <laughs> Speaking of, and I want to I want to bring this up before I forget because it really just shows the randomness and how difficult TV. Yeah. Or any art form is. I never want people to think we're making fun of the people that make these things because any art is very difficult. One of the writers and producers of this, some of his credits were Whoops and Dog with a Blog, <laughs> but also Arrested Development, The Larry Sanders Show, and Mad About You. You just got to keep, you, you know what? Uh, I work in baseball. I don't feel bad saying that. And everybody strikes out, dude. Everybody strikes out. This is know? like the fourth job you've mentioned you do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You're like Ryan Gosling in Drive. <laughs> oh, well, so that's the oh. thing. And that's uh, Gary Jacobs, the guy who wrote this show. Uh, whoops. Uh, he was hired for Newhart. He was on the staff of Newhart. Well, I, I like that show. 
Great, yeah. yeah. He, he wrote it's on that show. one, and then he also uh, EP'd a show, uh, Empty Nest, which was around for three seasons. And then after that, he got to try Whoops, and everybody went, Whoops. Yeah. Okay, here's here's the oh, thing. Oh, and then All American Girl with Margaret Cho. I I'm cool. going to, I'm going to say this about Whoops. I'm going to say this about a specific scene in the second episode we're going to talk about. Well, should we that hold that to that episode? Because we haven't even said what the first episode okay, is. Okay, we're yet. Do, we, we've kind of like there's not for what it is. There's not a lot there. Well, let's give a quick plot synopsis of what happens in Whoops. Uh, hold on, there, guys, just oh, real quick. Okay. I just need everybody to know that uh, if you want to follow Gary Jacobs on TikTok, TikTok, you can follow him at Gary Jacobs seventy years old. Thanks. I didn't want really to spoil that. I did check out his YouTube channel. Also, <laughs> up. I watched some videos. He's got like. Four subscribers. Hey. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not after this podcast. No, everybody go follow let me, Gary. Let, let me say this to Gary. Gary, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Gary, I'm just a guest on this pod, but I feel comfortable saying this. Come on the pod. They we they will do a sequence where we just talk about whoops and you say what happened because I need to I, I need think to know he, I think he created a good show and then it fell apart in notes I whoops because yeah I can see the influences he was going for I have a I have a slightly different take on it but it's very similar but I, which, which we'll, we'll we'll get to when the Santa episode comes out well don't spoil it Jesus well, they're Dude, fine we, right, they just have to know here's here's the <laughs> Sorry, plot of the first episode up. of whoops. <laughs> Just for our listeners at home, there's a parade. Uh huh. You know those parades that happen on Main Street USA where they bring the nuclear missiles out and all the kids wave at the nuclear missiles. They were doing that in just good old U.S. of A. Yep. Yeah. And I some feel like isn't was... that like a thing that like we think China does? Yeah. Or yeah, North Korea. Yeah. yeah. Don't make this. It's not, other people but, do that podcast better. Okay. So some kid is. No, I just. I mean, I feel like I've seen that image a bunch. Yeah, but we do it too. We we okay. do take them out. Nukes. Not nukes. That yeah. maybe not nukes. So some nukes are parading around, and then some kid has has like an, a race car, an yeah, RC like an car, RC car. And apparently the the controller for the RC car is on the same frequency as the nuclear missile, <laughs> which and it you... triggers the nuclear missile, and then mutually assured destruction kicks in. Everyone dies on the world except our six main characters, one of whom survives because he's in a Volvo. A joke that is repeated three times and has now been repeated twice on this episode. Yeah, it's uh, a safe joke to go to. Yeah, it's almost as safe as a Volvo. <laughs> ah, we got a hey, rule of three, three, rule three, of three, three, three. three. <laughs> um, he so hit the three, Pete. It's a hat trick. <laughs> um, so they all end up on the same farm. And yeah, a farm. By the way, they justify the reason the farm is safe is because it's, it's in a in valley. A, it's in a, the only valley they've seen. <laughs> Everything else is dust and desert. So I described what all the characters are, but believe me when I say every time they open their mouth, their joke is either, "You know, I used to be rich. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a feminist. You know, I used to be homeless. You know, I'm black, or you know, I'm dumb." Wait, he's and a scientist it. though. He or is he's a doctor. He's a scientist, but none of his barely any. Any of his jokes. He comes and he goes, hi, I'm such and such. Are there any other black people here? And they go, no. And he goes, I'm a scientist. And one goes, you're, you're a scientist? He goes, yeah. And then he never really brings it up again. I mean, it. The, the he co- is nerdy. He's Yeah, he's the all black of, nerd character. He, all of his jokes are him uh, rolling his eyes at the feminist who keeps trying to be like too nice to him. Yeah. That's all of his jokes. There is a joke that they don't know how to grow wheat. And the joke is, I know how to grow wheat. You bury it and put water on it. And then the guy who used to be homeless, who's overly positive, 
goes, whoa, that's too much for me, buddy. So that's almost a joke about being a scientist. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Now, this is the thing. You said we had already pretty much said the plot of the first episode of Whoops. And this is why I said, no, we didn't, because we need to mention this. Then a giant spider shows up. Oh, I, I did love that giant. I, li- a giant I forgot spi- about the giant spider. I, Why did you forget about the giant I, so, spider? Because so, it's so banal. A I, giant <laughs> spider shows up with, you know, very good effects, and it picks up the feminist. I love the... Fe- no, no, no. Stop. Stop right there. It's 92. It's a sitcom. The giant spider is pretty good. I had a good time looking at the giant spider. I'll be honest. This is how I envision this podcast starting. I want to tell you. Uh, is that we started up, and the first question I asked Dave is, why are you mad at me? <laughs> like, I had this vision of being like, are you mad at me? Like, like no, why? Because like, you made me watch this. And then the giant spider showed up, and I'm like, I'll give it a second try. I'll give it a second episode. <laughs> yeah, I disagree, because the thing is, yeah, it looks good for a sitcom in 1992, but the issue is, don't write in the giant spider. I love the giant spider. Don't write in the giant okay. spider. You know what? You would say that about like 80s Doctor Who, and I love every episode of 80s Doctor Who. I love shitty special effects. All Is right. it cool to curse on this? Yes. It's a cursing podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, I personally don't in case my mom listens. Oh, heck but yeah. But you're allowed to. Hey, hey, your mom. <laughs> uh, you rule. You did a good job. Your um, son's doing great. Anyway, the uh, giant spider's uh, fun. Uh, so happy. Uh, hi, hi, mom. Hey, if, if Dave's mom is here, I'll still curse. Fuck. Anyway, but so then I got a cool mom. So the giant spider shows up. It picks up the feminist. They they determine that the only way to beat him is by throwing corned beef at his eyes. No, it's corned beef mixed with acetone. I was trying to do a little funny thing. But oh, I'm sorry. For no, do the funny me. thing. Do they the throw funny. corned beef at his eye. That was my whole funny thing. No, the funny thing is they don't know how fucking mustard gas works, yeah. dude. Yeah. They say corned beef and acetone makes mustard gas, yeah. and I am not a scientist. But I am ninety percent sure that that's not what mustard gas. Also, I still I got caught up when the spider was like a hundred feet away in the distance to be a giant spider. But then when they needed the claws to be close, it moved up in like a split second to catch that. I'm moment. fine with it. And then it, it runs away. And it's hundred feet again immediately. Yeah, just immediately. It was like they, also, they throw the corned beef at its eyes. It drops her. And then it just leaves, and then they go, we're a team now. So and all their problems are set aside. They do, yeah, they do fall End of episode one. They do fall apart for a second before the giant spider shows up, and then a beautiful woman shows up. I mean, it's a, it's, it's like all the guys are ready to leave, and then like a really hot chick shows up, and they're like, oh, hubba, can, hubba. They literally hubba, hubba, hubba. Can I ask from an asexual perspective? Great. Her and the... Other woman seemed pretty comparable. Am I wrong? They're 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 lovely people. I yeah I I, I didn't understand why they were. It's, here's the thing. Even from a uh, heterosexual uh, level, um, it's the fucking apocalypse, dude. If everybody's got all their teeth, they're beautiful. Well, the, if everyone, everybody has all their teeth, that's a bonus. Can yeah, I ask one question? Because we never got an answer for this. I assume it had something to do with the nuclear bombs. Uh, in the first episode, but not the next one we watch, everyone has some sort of white streak of hair? Yes. I think that was a mystery they were probably trying to create in the first episode. And then it just then gets abandoned it, in an episode we didn't see. It literally gets abandoned in episode two. I watched a little bit of episode two, uh-huh. and they just drop it in episode two. There's a, <laughs> there's yeah. a, there is one line in episode one where they're like, the electromagnet magnetic field did this to us, and that's it. It was probably just That's a pain it. to keep doing all the time, and they were like, fuck that. Or, I don't... or they got a note from the network who's like, we'll pick it up, but get rid of the weird white hair. I mean, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I want to give space, because it, it the first episode and the only episode that is watched is the pilot. 
So of you, the, well, of two, you no to pick it up. You mean right? Oh, to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, to pick it up. So like you throw stuff out in the pilot that might not get picked up. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff in there that that may or may not work. You you change well, stuff, especially out. in '92 where people aren't watching. You know, the next week. Like you know, three—they're not watching seasons in the same way. You know, yeah. Always, so you can make a change in the first episode, and then no one will see it for you know the next four years. So I, I th- oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just want—I want to bring this up. I—I feel—I watch this, and I feel like this is a job. This is a this is a TV show that you can only watch if you have a really stable job. Like you have to have this reads to me. That everyone has like a really stable like blue collar career, and then you happen to watch something that you can turn your brain off to, because like n- it doesn't make sense. Th- this is no, it really doesn't make any sense. Obviously, no, yeah, this, it's really th- the 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 good version of this is probably like dinosaurs. The good version of this is Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, the, like, uh, we can do, it's you also can do wait, a good guys, apocalypse comedy. But no, the good version of this is literally Last Man on Earth. Okay, I'm going the, for like uh, what they have at the time to reference. Yeah, the fair. other good version of this, and it does feel like this is an influence, is 99 Red Balloons. I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it feels like 99 Red Balloons is what they wanted. Like, it wants that same level of, like, smirking humor. Poppy. One thing I wanted to bring up specifically regarding 99 Red Balloons, uh, the original 99 Luftballons. The German translation, or the German original, is not the same as the English translation that we get. Yeah. So the English one that you might know, the story is two people in a field just release some balloons, some radars pick it up, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, we got to set it off. Uh, I want, I, th- and I probably actually should have looked this up before saying this, but I think in the original German lyrics, they're at some sort of festival, like a parade or whatever, and a lot of balloons are released, and they get picked up. So it's kind of the same start as Whoops. Yeah, I, I think this... Whoops was the idea of Whoops was not yeah, Red Balloons. What happens next? That's the elevator pitch. By the way, speaking of it wanting to be British, there were two British comic like a film and a miniseries. I didn't look that heavily into them, but they came out only a few years earlier to this, and they were called Whoops Apocalypse. Ten uh, years earlier, nineteen eighty-two. Relatively speaking, and considering how British this wants to feel at times, he God. almost certainly took it from those, right? I, those in, like, Red Dwarf, it really feels Red Dwarf to me. Yeah. Like, there's only seven people. It's like it's like if Red Dwarf, if you started with Red Dwarf and then it, like, crashed into Gilligan's Island and it just became Gilligan's Island. Um, also, if you're watching this, and this is an important thing, that pilot episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Yes, yeah. And that's <laughs> wild, dude. Like, like... I we get people get so upset about things being sponsored about you know and that's a and there was just a period of time where they're like you got a sitcom where the world fucking blows up yeah brought to you by McDonald's and shut that, up you'll eat it it cuts to the commercial <laughs> and it's entirely about how good the coffee is at McDonald's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not how, even like our food just yeah come to McDonald's we got coffee it's it's not only how good the coffee is it's how hot the coffee is and that's gonna be funny pretty l- yeah. later on like that pays yeah. off pretty good guys that was uh, that woman's own personal. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, this podcast is sponsored by us, I guess. We're the only people who are promoting it or want it to exist. So it's sponsored by us. Uh, we're putting forth the money to make it happen. Anyway, so it's, yeah, you get it. So this podcast is sponsored by us. Uh, and you can support us by following us on all social media. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at DPIC Comedy or on TikTok at LitGrandma420. 
And uh, you can follow Brandon at Brandon Gorin on Instagram. And you can follow uh, Daniel Crow at Daniel Crow. The other way you can support the podcast is by leaving a review or telling a friend about it or, you know, watching a thing and letting them know that, yeah, weird shit's happening on the internet. Um, great. Cool. They know. But, you know, other weird shit. Different weird shit. Okay. I think that's it. Back to the episode. Oh, check out my special Goblin King on YouTube. Goblin King David Piccolomini. Uh, David King, David King, Goblin King David Comedy. Great. Now let's get to the weird Santa part. Okay, we do, we do an episode two? We had episode two time? Yeah, well, well technically episode, episode ten. Episode ten. Okay. We, we only watch uh, two episodes. Uh, we watch the pilot for a baseline, and then we watch the highest rated episode on IMDb to say, oh, is it? Is there anything redeemable in this show? But no one has bothered to rate any episodes of Whoops on IMDb. I, I'm gonna so ar- we went for the last episode we could find chronologically. I'm going to argue that episode 10 is a is an episode that there is some redeemable stuff in episode 10. You could have pulled this off as anything on Adult Swim 15 years later. It <laughs> is. I just didn't have the references for it yet. Episode so episode one. One of my big critiques is you're talking about the apocalypse. Like it's it's heavy, and the jokes you're trying to make are make, not as heavy as the yeah, material. Exactly. And episode ten, for better or worse, has the heavy jokes. Uh, Dave, text- <laughs> no, it doesn't have the heavy jokes. It has the heavy stuff, and then they don't try jokes. No, no, I think that's a joke. I think it's a joke because it's It's okay. not a joke for those people that you were saying watch it and turn their brain off. Yeah. That's, okay. okay. Let's, we, have to, we have to get to that scene. There's going to be a fight. <laughs> I think it's a joke. Here, okay, so let's an important it, it. part of this. Wait. D- okay. I guess I should say the plot of Whoops episode 10. You, you, uh, Tipped our hand a little bit when uh, you said it's the Santa episode. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm <laughs> no, so sorry. It's, it's it's. By the way, I want to read some of the the app. Do should I do that now? Go for do it. Read, now, dude, read do the it. synopsis on Wikipedia. Oh no, but not just the Santa episode. I mean, a lot of the episodes are real. Oh, give us the synopsis, and then we'll get to the Santa episode. I guess. So I was expecting. Oh, you. you Hold on. I was gonna do. No, there's. I have the synopsis of all the other episodes. Are we recording right now? Yes, we are recording right okay, now. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm going to read some of these descriptions uh, real quick. Uh, so the survivors decide that they should... This is episode two, by the way. Mm-hmm. The survivors decide that they should reproduce to increase the population. Oh, God. I think I watched a second of this episode. But Mark is <laughs> suffering from impotence. Mark believes his impotence may be a sign the survivors need to know each other better before they can introduce children to their community. Mm-hmm. Mark is the main guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the main guy who is Jewish, and that is important. To them, not me. That's important to me. I'm I'm happy for Mark's Jewishness. Yeah, no. We don't know how often it's brought up outside of the Christmas episode. That's fair. fair. It, it is, is a Christmas episode. Right the fuck up in the Christmas episode. They're like, excuse me. Uh, a crystal causes Alice's bus line to grow much bus line to grow much larger. She seems to be enjoying <laughs> her new status as the object of men's affection, <laughs> as opposed to Suzanne. But Mark reminds her that by giving in to being considered a sex object, she may be ruining what she has worked for her whole life. For women to gain respect. So the, f- the first two episodes after the pilot are just horny. No, yeah. no, no. That's the fifth episode. Okay. Uh, so so I want to be clear. I, I think I watched the second of that episode. That episode is where I came up with the term what the fox. Because that is the most. like We don't remember what 90s fox was like. 90, this is, 90s fox is there is a crystal that will make your boobs big. 
and we have to deal with the repercussions of that. Because, yeah, like three and four are the group creates their own makeshift currency and the group, the survivors find hallucinogenic berries, which both great <laughs> premises, but not re- fun to read. No, hallucinogenic berries for this dumb show. I'm honestly I'm willing to see it, but they don't yeah. leave the house. Yeah, well, that's that's a big. It's not a good show. I don't. It's not good. <laughs> Curtis becomes devastated after the loss of his necktie. Wait, 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 wait! They weren't devastated after the apocalypse. They took it well. Like he mentions that he had a, a wife and kids, and he doesn't care, and he lost them hours before. And I get the guy. That's the rich guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get that he's rich and he likes much, and he gets upset about the tie. <laughs> When it is found again, he puts it on. He's of course he puts it on when it was found again. Why is that written? Because afterwards, he somehow believes it is the year 1986 before the nuclear holocaust happened. Oh, man. Mark that's and almost, Alice that's have, almost an interesting thing. That's Mark and Alice somehow have to restore Curtis's memory. They did an amnesia episode. <laughs> it's like 50 first, first dates, but they have to keep telling him the apocalypse happened. <laughs> Everyone you love, everyone you hate, everyone you've ever met is dead. These are the only people alive. I'm glad you like your necktie. You know what? Actually, interestingly, 51st States, would young Adam Sandler have been able to save this by going real weird in the straight man role? <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I think so. I honestly think so. I okay. think there. If, if one thing went right in this show, it would have lasted three to four seasons. Okay. It just needed something to it, like. It, it, it's it, it. You can't have a post-apocalyptic sitcom and have it be this oh. milk toast. Like dinosaurs is a similar show to me, where like it's it's overly conceptual. I think the dinosaurs lasted two seasons, but like we all remember dinosaurs pretty fondly mm-hmm. because I'm like the baby. there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. not the mama. Oh, because, not the mama. Yeah, not the mama. Because like it took chances and it wasn't like there was you got to look at the weird dinosaurs and yeah. like all that other good stuff and this like I think it actually it had four seasons it had four seasons yeah that's a good run that's a solid that's run a for solid a TV run show. For, it, it did end do you know how dinosaurs yes ends? i know how dinosaurs just ends. how the dinosaurs ended yeah <laughs> yeah it's brilliant and it's it's artistic and i love them for it but like this is what the thing is it starts with such a powerful taste in your mouth and then it goes completely bland Whoops. Yeah. 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 Well, I know something that's not bland. That's the 10th episode of Whoops, it's which amazing. I will remember. <laughs> I'll give it credit. I'll remember it. I won't really remember much about the pilot, but that 10th episode is unforgettable. Christmas I... is approaching. Well, but it is not the same as the nuclear holocaust has ruined the world's evergreen tree population. Biggest which is, problem. Which is not true because every time they do an aerial shot of the valley, <laughs> it's fine. There's a lot of trees. Well, no, they're, they're, the, the thing they say is they wanted a pine tree and they did not have pine trees in the valley. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense because we can see all the other trees are fine. Why were only pines affected? <laughs> um, but no, because all the trees you see are in the valley, I think. So all the <sighs> trees outside of the valley are screwed up, but they didn't have any t- pine trees in the valley. Hold on, wait, guys. I have to read this. I have to read these last couple out because they're so good. Okay. After a turkey is found on the farm, <laughs> it grows into a gigantic turkey after eating radioactive grain. <laughs> after it abducts Alice, Jack proposes a one-man rescue of her. <laughs> Uh, the group finds a teenage delinquent to have been living near the farm, and his attitude has only been worsened by the nuclear holocaust. 
His attitude has been worsened. There's no rules to break anymore. <laughs> also, everyone is dead. I get why you're a little little, little glum, buddy. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, an electrical storm reverses Frederick's aging process in the littlest pathologist. Oh, fuck off. And then... Uh, this one, this one, I just, because here's the thing is, I want to let you guys know, we somehow nailed it and picked the most insane episode. (laughs) I don't know. Some of those sound crazy. They, no, they sound crazy. Yeah, but we picked the insane, most insane episode. Hold on. But 13 is when Alice makes the group Uh, hold a party to celebrate their first six months together. They all spend it daydreaming about ways to kill her. Pretty okay. good way to end the show. That's how the show ends. That's how the whole thing ends. I'm, uh, I, I, I actually want to say, Brandon, you seem fairly enthusiastic about this episode. Would you like to do the honors of summing it up, giving us the plot summary? Okay. In as many or few words as you would like. I would first like to, I, I would like to make a statement. I think I kind of sort of love this episode. It's interesting. It is. And that is, can I mean that in a compliment? It is one of the boldest choice. It is one of, it is either bold or, and, and, and they knew, like, if you knew you were on the way out and you were mad, I could see making this episode. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if you're like, I don't, we're getting canceled. I am. F- I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. No, because they literally they the first show aired on September 27th, and the final episode aired on December 6th. That's that not turn enough time. Been yeah. Insane. No, yeah. I know that's not true. It's headcanon. It's headcanon. So in this world, the apocalypse has happened. Also, I want to say this. I have a huge fear of the apocalypse. <laughs> That I have to deal with all the time. And Dave made me watch this. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, uh, whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so in this episode, uh, it's, it's, it is the obligatory sitcom Christmas episode. And obligatory sitcom Christmas episode tropes are going to exist. And the biggest obligatory sitcom episode trope that exists is Santa is real, real, you fool. And Santa is real in this world. And he comes to the, the survivors. It's the only house he could find. It's the only house he can find. He then goes down the chimney and his... Oh, gosh. His... Reindeer. His reindeer, one, just one, I think he said, was there. Yeah, it's the only one. Look, I don't want to give it away. His reindeer leave, and then he is left alone with these survivors. It is then revealed. Well, they try to. He's Santa's down. They, I, they, no, first they put him through trials to prove that he's the real Santa. That yes. is true. They really and he like really stands up for himself. He is. He, Santa. he says, "You know me from Home Improvement," and they go, "Okay." He is, and I want this to be made clear. The real Santa, he's going to give you a vibrator. That is a joke. That is yeah, in this episode. He, oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, they, they like he knows everybody's Christmas presents. Yeah, but like, they, they're have, doing- they have him say four people's Christmas list before they believe him. Yes. I believe him after one. So the, he It is, is a weird trope, though. That is like the trope joke of like... Santa knows all your Christmas presents. It's weird to do it in an apocalypse. It's like, it's weird. You all wish this year for uh, the apocalypse not to happen. Wish for food. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so then 
Santa, it is revealed that he's going through a lot. And the reason he's going through a lot is he went into the fallout shelter because he saw the missiles coming. And he thought the elves and Mrs. Claus was in the fallout shelter. And it was not. And then he blanked out and could not save them and let them all die. And he is having... What I'm I'm gonna call PTSD. I feel comfortable calling this PTSD. He's having full on survivor's remorse. He is having full on survivor's remorse. Kinda like a survivor's remorse is something that people have, and I understand the complexity of it. Kinda understandable. You could have opened the door to let these people in because he froze up and couldn't let the people. He couldn't let his wife and elves in and reindeer in, and let them die. Is Santa failing to let? Mrs. Claus and the elves into the fallout shelter, the whoops from the title. Is that the whoops that happened that uh, the show is named after? I'm going to argue yes, because it is revealed throughout. Are we getting to all the way doing the no, whole thing? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. Okay, it is. So, and then everyone is mad at Santa, and Santa is mad. He wants to be called Clyde. And then he's no. A joke which, you know, gets funnier every time they say it. <laughs> he, he wants everyone to know that he is going to live with these survivors. So you have another body to feed, a body that I will assume is magic. Yeah. Um but he's not good at the farm. He can't he can't help. He can't do anything. He's a big old dum dum who who can't help. And then it is revealed, well Santa's just bad at doors. <laughs> A scene I rewatched because <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Remember, I'm doing construction yeah. while doing this," and I'm like, "I can't." This feels and the homeless man is the the homeless man is mad at Santa because he's he furious at Santa. He's the only one who everybody else is like, "Yes, the apocalypse, shit's rough," and he's like, "Santa's a murderer." <laughs> no, which I see his point. So yeah, Santa can't open doors, which doesn't because they say because he normally uses chimneys, but he he only does that one day a year. Yeah, the rest of he the does year. that one day a year. Three hundred and sixty-four days of the year is he going through chimneys into no. the elves' workshop? No, he's going through doors. So they say the reason that he can't open doors is why he couldn't let Mrs. Claus and the elves in. <laughs> So therefore, it's not. You his had not fault. thought about that, Brandon. You did not put together the rest of the year. He's using he's doors. He's using doors all but one day of the year. But no, you I know what? Else, you know what else is crazy? He had to go through a door to get into the fallout shelter. <laughs> he had to open a door to get into the fallout shelter in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't just. It's not an open door. It's fallout. not an open door. I mean, fallout okay. shelter. Hold it. It's a fallout igloo, so you. It's always you open. Go in the you close open the door it? behind it. No, you have to slam it. I mean, sometimes if if it's like a what is it a panic room, maybe it's open so you can run, and then as it fills you, maybe it closes. I assume uh, Santa has the highest he has emotions. Set. It's nineteen ninety two. Santa is fucking real in this world, and he watched his wife and family die, and like <laughs> because he can't open doors. He, and and then it's I like, screamed at my television. I need you to know. I went. It's the doors' fault. The doors. <laughs> I paused. Santa. I paused the episode and took a shower, <laughs> and then resumed afterwards. I just. I want to be clear. I watched the. I watched the explanation <laughs> twice, and then I just got. Real quiet at work, <laughs> just like a real like like you like you saw like a real tragedy. You're just like like and like I've 
And then it's like, it's not your fault. So then he just gets his Christmas spirit back. The one, the one reindeer shows up. It's like, Santa, get back on this sleigh. And then they say out loud, the reindeer can sense Christmas <laughs> spirit. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, bye-bye, everybody. And then he gave the feminist a, a, a vibrator and then, da, 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 fuck you. Like, that's the end of the fucking... I, okay, who's the writer of this? You, do you have his name? Gary uh, Jacobs. Gary okay, Jacobs. What, what is it? Gary Jacobs. Ger- Gary Jacobs. I, I actually heard this. This is probably true. Gary Jacobs, Um, the original ending of that episode is identical, right? But Gary Jacobs, there's a... At the end of At the very end, it's Gary Jacobs, and he's just flipping <laughs> off the camera. I've never... I It was... It was one of the wildest and like I'm I'm making space and I'm I'm listening to Gary and we we talked about how we were going to talk about this episode and I once was on a show I I helped write a show it was, it was a live show but it had video elements and one of the jokes was we had a baby and the baby was a baby doll and one of the characters like killed the baby and the way they killed the baby is they threw the baby uh, at a car, right? And Classic way to kill a baby. Yeah, and, and in our mind, it, the car hits it, and it goes, and it flies, and that's very funny. And instead what happened, and we put some meat in the baby because we were a little edgy. Instead of what happened, instead of going up, the baby went down, and it went under the wheels. This is, <laughs> this is a baby doll. And I remember videotaping that, and... Going, we we can't use this. Like it was an immediate. Like it was so funny in the room, and we're laughing. Like I've had a, I've had a lot of bits because yeah, you know, I'm a little I'm a little edge lord. I've had a lot of bits like in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like we were laughing, and then the dude started stabbing himself in the heart, and like it was way more blood than we expected, and the room got real quiet. I I have to think that's what Santa apocalypse has uh, yeah. to be and it's amazing because my complaint about they're not dealing with the apocalypse is blown away because holy shoot they Too do far in the other direction yeah but it's santa so it's funny but uh, do you remember that stella bit where they got santa and santa uh was with his wife and he came too soon i n- no. no but I know on. i it's stella the michael ian black michael show walter david uh yeah wait. Yeah, that one. Not David Wade, David Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, the one, but but one was online and good, not bad, and on TV. Um, that's one worth checking out, by the way. Just bring that up because it was great on the internet. And then it went on TV and it was boring. There was this thing about Santa. Claus. I like their first episode, but I don't. Yeah, no. And then I watched after that, and I was like, oh, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, but there was this whole joke about Santa coming too soon, and like it was really funny thinking about, but like watching it was upsetting. I assume that's the same thing. No, I a hundred percent believe this was. Everyone in the writers' room was laughing their head off. Yeah, yeah, because it is. And I, I we're but, cackling, then, talking about it. But then, in the actual execution, it feels ridiculously heavy. Like there's nothing to alleviate it with laughter for a good ten minutes. Yeah, because it is the, just even Santa the, the confessing. Studio, the studio audience is in shock, <laughs> and you can feel it. And they have signs flashy that say <laughs> "applaud." <laughs> and they're they like, you can you can hear the silence in that audience. It's crazy, but. That's it's what I was, stage play level silence. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I was saying. That entire bit works 15 years later. 
we have the language uh, uh, to tell that on like Adult Swim or Comedy Central. Yep. No, I, that's a Rick and Morty joke. It's a Rick yeah. and Morty joke. Like Santa watching his whole family die. Yeah. We would have. We would have. It would have worked in a Rick and Morty. It would have yeah. worked. It would have worked now. And it, like it makes. I have a really complicated relationship with the show because I love. <laughs> Sorry. It's just it's just funny to have a complicated relationship with this show at all. With whoops. <laughs> with whoops. Dude, with the two episodes of whoops you've seen. <laughs> well, like and like You fell hard for whoops. There's a there's Are a, you gonna watch more whoops after this? I don't Hey, I, you know I, what? You I, have to divorce your wife and change your Facebook status because <laughs> it's complicated with whoops. I might watch more whoops. I might watch more whoops. Like it's I wanted to watch how we do it and I'm still mad. <laughs> No, do you do you no? I this I, is how we whoops. I I can't. If everybody had a British accent, probably would have lasted fifteen fucking years. Like I don't yeah, know how else to no, say you're that. Not wrong. No, yeah. it would have lasted like, two seasons because that would have called a British success. Yeah, but, but it would have like, lasted the exact same amount of episodes, which is ten episodes and a Christmas one. <laughs> <laughs> 13 episodes we just would have seen all of them and they would have been great but like they would have been over eight years yeah, yeah. i i don't the think, christmas episode would have been six years later yeah. i don't think whoops is good and i don't it but it's an interesting cul-de-sac of a tv show it is like when you listen to a band where you're like yeah no they were making punk in 1953 you exactly like, i can hear it but it's not good yeah but like i I also think we saw the two best episodes possible of Whoops. Well, you're going like, to have to tell us after you watch all of them. <laughs> I'm like, I am curious. Also, I like that they spelled it W-O-O-P-S exclamation point because like, I assume they couldn't get the H for like a copyright reason. I just. Think, no, that was a mistake. And they went whoops. And then they just kept it. I just think I think I think that's a what the fox. I think it's just a what the fox. It's a very like fox. I, I also looked at all the shows that came before and after this show on Fox, like, in that little time period of 1992. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like this show has to exist specifically between, which is very, uh, between Twin Peaks and X-Files, right? Because, like, it's two, because Twin Peaks is is the same writer for Twin Peaks and X-Files work, not David Lynch, the other one. Um, so, like, but it's, it's weird enough that they're like, fuck it, let's go for it. It's a little off the... But they're still doing that weird traditional married with children sitcom angle uh, with it. Wasn't I'm trying to remember the ads from the pilot. Was it the lead in for The Simpsons? Was it like a new Simpsons next? Uh, was no, this the it lead in? The, for it the was Sun? the back end of The Simpsons. You watched The Simpsons and you hung out. They for put The Simpsons before this. They expected yeah. it to be the next big thing, so they gave it The Simpsons lead in. Uh, it's early Simpsons, though. I don't know if they knew. Simpsons how... had been around for a few years by '92. Okay. Were they not no, selling? No, '89. '89 was when The Simpsons. Started. Yeah, so '92 a... Simpsons. You're buying. You're buying Bart merchandise any store yeah, in America. No, but yeah, it's 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 Simpsons. that may be part of the part of the reason people hate Whoops and why it pops up on worst shows of all times list because we're saying it took risks. They never really work, but it's admirable. Yeah, but I think imagine you're a guy watching The Simpsons. You're watching something incredibly revolutionary that stands the test of time, and then Whoops comes on afterwards. So, you're mad. I, I, <laughs> you're mad. I it's actually, also it is phenomenally weird. It is. It's a show it's, where Santa had to accidentally kill his whole family. I'm not going to argue that it's not weird, but none of the jokes are landing. And you've just watched The Simpsons in 1992, where every joke landed. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I want to say so. Um, Do you know what he could have used? On uh, Santa's little helper. On the 
Well, we get Santa's little helper. The finishing visual is a Christmas tree that has been brought back by magic. He can rev- that's a, I forgot to mention. He can revive. <laughs> he can revive trees, presumably all plants. Presumably, he can revive anything living. Yeah. That's Bring true. the planet back, Santa. <laughs> Bring the planet back. Guys, check out my new podcast. Bring the planet back, Santa. Santa can do it within the Whoops universe, but he just does. He can bring Mrs. Claus and the elves back whenever he wants, but he just wants to sit there. Okay, keep going. Wallow in his misery. Okay, I have a counterpoint to this. Maybe the problem is no one's thought to wish. For Mrs. Claus for Christmas. Santa should think of it. He can bring. He can do things whenever he wanted because no one wished for the tree. No one wished for the. Okay, so it was, it's the, it's the year twenty. People did wish Hang for on. the tree. It's the year twenty twenty, right? Okay. And I'm watching music videos for LMFAO on YouTube, and one of the videos for like Party Rock Anthem or whatever. There's like a, there's like a riot going on, and the world is in shambles. But then LMFAO comes and they perform on the street, and and the riot stops because everyone loves LMFAO so much. And I was wondering, like, where's LMFAO right now? We got a lot of problems in the world, <laughs> and LMFAO is nowhere to be found. Their music, they can stop all the bad things happening in the world right now, and that is Santa in whoops. <laughs> okay, uh, two things, two things. A, they're they're fighting with each other. LMFAO just, are fighting? Yeah, yeah, they are fighting. Stop the podcast. I can't go on. <laughs> so I I want to I, I want to hit all the notes that exist in this episode. Uh, it is this episode is uh, it opens with a vibrator joke. Like really early on, there was a vibrator joke, and then Santa shows up. He is real. Santa is real because we can't let the kids know that Santa's not real. Because kids were watching The Simpsons, actually. Yeah, well, I get that. They I definitely were it. watching Whoops. They were, and dude, <laughs> no, the but kids, leave it on after. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave was watching Whoops. We already established <laughs> yeah, that. Three years old, early <laughs> Whoops head. <laughs> I'm one of the whoopsie duties. Of the and group. Then, it's so weird. You loved whoops because presumably you were a whoops. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if that's true, but I came up with it. I had now to they, uh, no, they were married. They just made bad decisions. Yeah, married no. people are allowed to have accident kids. But yeah, I, dude, Dave I don't has, know why I implied Dave, that you, you were. That was if unfair. you weren't a whoops, you got a whoops face. No, that's that's fair. I got a whoops life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say on the podcast, that joke was uncalled for. And I'm sorry, David. I just want everyone to know I don't feel good that I told it. I'm fine with it. No, um, it's just it's no. I think it's weird that I was on purpose. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's a good point as well. So, uh, so yeah, that's real. Santa's real, and then it closes with a second. It's not like a quick like, hey, vibrators. Vibrators are a through line in this episode, and also Santa is real, and also he watched his family fucking die. Like, hey, must be the horny. Like those are the three <laughs> big notes of this episode. Is it explained why they have power for her to even be able to plug in a vibrator? You know what? I didn't watch. No, that. the house has power. They have not explained that. There are yeah. lights on in the house. That's what I'm so here's How the thing: I've only watched two episodes. They might take care of that in the third. Like I don't know. I'm or not going to see providing them with power the whole time because he's magic. <laughs> Santa can revive life whenever he wants. <laughs> he didn't need the elves to bring the tree. Just, they don't make the toys, presumably. I wanna, Santa just snaps his fingers. I want to see what that the Santa script physically, like the first pass of the Santa script physically looks like. Like if there were notes on it, like Santa real, do we need the vibrator joke? Studio had given up. They were not giving notes. <laughs> yeah, they were not giving notes. Can't, can't open door, question mark. <laughs> What if there was one studio executive be like, you know, I got a cousin. He can't open doors. Maybe that would be funny. <laughs> Yo, you ever think about putting that in? 
I I got a cousin. He can't open doors. There was a fire in his house. His whole family died because he couldn't open the door. You want to put that in the episode? You want to put that in? Put that in. I think it's going to make it a hit. <laughs> why'd you make it why'd you make it santa claus just because i have a big bushy white beard is that why you made it santa claus I love, is that uh, what i remind you of? i wear a red suit to work every day is that what that remind you of? No, no. in my mind it's uh hey uh first script pass the script santa not actually santa just a crazy guy with a beard and someone's like uh kids might be watching this uh santa is real on fox and they're like i'm sorry and they change santa being real and then they add two more vibrator jokes <laughs> like, can, I, can i add a new executive let's pretend there's 10 executives <laughs> So here's my new executive. Yeah, uh, what's what's Santa Claus? <laughs> I've never heard of this. Can we add in a character that it's maybe it's never been mentioned before? Can one of these characters be Jewish and he's never heard of Santa? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh. No, he's heard of Santa, but people are like, oh, you probably don't know who Santa is. They're are you also kidding me? listen, you know, I'm a I'm a woke little soy boy. I understand that about me. But at one point Santa goes, they're Jewish. I don't care. And I'm like, that's a lot, Santa. There's seven people left in the world. I believe that you can care about the Jews too, buddy. Also, he his his faith in Judaism. Do you know that one seventh of the population is Jewish? Yeah. yeah. His faith in And Ju- one seventh is black. They're the same at this his point. His faith in Judaism is not shaken by the existence of Santa. <laughs> if I was any kind of religion and I met the real Santa, I am immediately converting to Christianity. Oh, no. I dis- I fundamentally disagree with you. If I am any religion and I meet the real Santa, I am changing my religion to Santaology. Okay. Santa is God. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Santa is God. All hail Santa. In okay, fairness, guys. That is a subgenre of Christianity. <laughs> okay, guys. If I am uh, religious and I see Santa, I'm killing Santa, becoming Santa Claus. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Just like you can tilt kill, kill Tim and become Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited about Buddhist Santa Claus because <laughs> I was. I, I'm really. What I'm, if it's a tag situation with religions and Santa Claus? If, tag? Like, if, like tag you're it. But if you oh. kill Santa Claus, like if you're Muslim and you kill Santa Claus, is Santa Claus now Muslim? Oh yeah. Oh, that's an. That's the reboot. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> call, call David. He's got a reboot for you. The Muslim Santa Claus. I fundamentally. No, it's funny because he d- he's still to only give it to Christian kids. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know the traditions. Like he doesn't. He doesn't. Isn't aware that they're giving milk and cookies out. So he just shows up every time. He's like, I'm more. I don't even like this kind of cookie. It's a real smoked salmon out of water yeah. situation. I, I also I would like to make a note that uh, Tim Allen. If you can tell Tim Allen, you become Buzz Lightyear. Lovely in my mind. Uh, if you kill t- if you kill Tim Allen, you become a minor character in Red Belt. That is a joke for only me. I do not care. There you go. Thank you very much. I'm glad it took this long to get it out. Yeah, no, it's a thing I care about deeply. Red Belt is a movie I'm fascinated about. What is Red Belt? About? Uh, Red Belt is by Mamet, but it's by David Mamet, an important. Yeah, I know. I knew you didn't need to put David on there. I was aware. Oh, dude, I'm gonna throw it. It's not. There no, are listen, other people like, listening to this. Well, if you don't know, you shouldn't be listening. David Mamet is an, an important American. Um, and Play Paul right. Mamet is a good friend of mine <laughs> who sometimes writes plays. <laughs> so, so okay, David Mamet, Porter Berry, he wrote uh, American Buffalo. Everybody should read it. It's really good. It's really, it's amazing. His dialogue is amazing. Uh, except I'm a big also- uh, Zoja Mamet fan. Anyway, uh, 
<laughs> so he wrote this play, he's wrote this movie, and Tim Allen is in it. It's about karate and magic, and I'm fucking obsessed with it. And when I say magic, it's not like zap zap magic. It's about like close up magic. <laughs> there was a movie by one of the zap gr- zap magic. <laughs> no, it's not zap zap magic. It's close up magic and by one of the greatest American playwrights of all time. That's about close up magic and also karate. And like Tim Allen is in it, and I think about it all the Can time. Can I just say Tim Allen is perfect casting for a karate and magic movie because the sound he is known for is what the sound people make doing karate and the sound you make after you've heard a good magic or seen a good magic trick like, okay yeah if you see you see a really good card trick you're just gonna go uh, and you, you're doing karate moves you're, and, you, and you're doing karate moves you're just gonna go uh, 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 it's all Tim Allen noises so he's a perfect casting role for that here, here's the thing. I'm calling anybody out. If anyone has seen Red Belt and would like to defend it, I need you to call me on my personal cell phone. Give out the number. Give out the number right no, now. So, Give I'm out so, the number. I'm so scared. No one listens to this. Give out the no, number. No, people listen to it. You both are very we have charming. uploaded zero episodes. No one listens to this yet. Guys, check out the movie Red Belt. That's what happens. Uh, do we have anything more to say about of the last looks? episode? No, yeah. you, well, we say what we would do to improve. I can't yes. believe I keep explaining the no, concept. No, 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 no. We no, say what we do, would do, do to improve the improve, episode. You're explaining yeah, yeah. it to me, please. Oh, we say what we would do to improve the episode. And if we think that it actually this episode was an improvement, but I guess we don't need to do that since it wasn't rated. Well, I, I want to say this is the best episode. I'm going to make an episodes. argument that this is the best you episode. You liked it more than the pilot. I love it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I liked it enough that I thought it was... I. I could see the 10th episode making it to a second season on Adult Swim. You think that if they'd done another episode of Whoops, it would have been good? What? We another go- season. <laughs> if they'd done the second season, I meant. Did I say episode? They're, no. They, you did say episode. I yeah, meant yeah, say yeah, season. No, definitely the second not. season of Whoops, I think it would have been interesting because... In sitcom world, if it, see, the thing is, it's not bold enough. Like, like that's the thing about the thing. That's the whole. If you want to do whoops, season two is about the world, and we bring mutants in, and maybe aliens, and like we really lose our minds. Season two, but also it's weird that like this seems like if I'm doing a traditional sitcom and I'm thinking about this in that way, when you're expanding the world in season two. It's like, oh yeah, you guys aren't the only valley in the world. Yes, that's the season. That season two is is other valleys. That's how you do it. Yeah, and like that might be good. Either each valley is identical for some reason, and that's funny, or they're I but like and slightly different, and like okay, that's this, something. This, like this reminds I'm I'm not like this whole show reminds me of a script I wrote in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the insult I mean it as, uh, about mm-hmm. uh, the apocalypse happens, and the only thing left is a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the five or six people in the Starbucks that are the people that are left. Yep. And it turns out uh, all the Starbucks are left, and yep. because Starbucks are immune to like... A, that's, or, no, Starbucks uh, made a deal with the devil. That sounds like... Just like script. Volvo. Yeah, yeah, Volvo and Starbucks. Rule made, of force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, the devil owned Starbucks, and then the whole world just became, like, uh, just variations of Starbucks. And that's uh, what... Uh, uh, that's like season se- two. That's a 17-year-old making consumerism culture. And it's weird that, that a show made it to television. That is a worse version of my idea. 
Yeah, I, mean, I can't argue. It's I he, okay. Well, they didn't have Starbucks in '92, did they? Maybe uh, in they Seattle. Did, but it wasn't what we know as Starbucks. Yeah, it was like fancy Starbucks, not this garbage that we get now. There was a time when Starbucks was legitimate fancy, and I think about that a lot. This episode is brought to you by Volva and yep, McDonald's. And Bruhaha. Yep. Yeah, Bruhaha. We're from Delaware. <laughs> we love Bruhaha. Real talk. Bruhaha. Great. Great. Great yeah. place. Great. Okay, so what are you going to say? What do you? What do How you would you choose? improve it? How would I improve it? Yeah. First of all, I I call it Apocalypse Yowza. <laughs> I wouldn't call it whoops. I call it Apocalypse Yowza. Still keep the exclamation mark. Uh, I, I always you could just call it Yowza, and I'm in. I want to keep Apocalypse, <laughs> but I guess just calling it Yowza is even interesting. Um, I love Yowza. <laughs> I. What I, is this Japanese show <laughs> I'm watching? Okay, I think this is a show that. They would not have been able to do this at the time because okay. no shows had really tried this. This can work as a, you know, at modern or as early as like early 2000s, mid 2000s, no laugh track, uh, single cam sitcom. You can make it work that way. Yeah, they did. It's called Last Man on Earth. I know, but that that is a different thing than this. It's not like... A, a localized community with. Six yeah, I mean, it is. It is at first, and then it grows. Yeah. Spoiler alert for multiple seasons of Last Man. On I don't Man, think this ever planned to grow because it was Fox with no budget. Mm, no. Gilligan's it, Island. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a you move around some of it. Yeah, I guess they were just trying to do. Yeah, they were just trying to do Gilligan's Island. Yeah, just I think people make, show up, maybe they leave, but it doesn't ever really. It's not a world. Yeah, yeah. they're not trying to build a world in the same way because that's not the way. But that also, was more you, television as a play. You could have made the characters not. Just stock. That is an issue. The no matter what the show does, those characters are stock. They are, at, and it's actually what's really surprising about it in general is how much some of those character stock traits are like still the same today. Not mm-hmm. this blatant. These characters just coming out right and saying, "I am this." No, no, no. But I'm saying like it's 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 weird to see how little they've evolved in 30 years. Yeah. Like they're still like they're better obfuscated right now though. Yeah, I have to, no, I'm not. This is one of the worst sitcoms I've ever watched. I need to be clear about that. I need to be clear. Of, I'm the, not three, wait, of the three sitcoms we've watched, Dog Shit with a Blog, dad. Bleep My Dad Says in This, which which do you want like least prefer? Uh, uh, Shit My Dad Says is the worst one. There we go. So it's not the worst sitcom you've ever seen. Oh, I if said you one were, of. If you were yes. involved in the production of Whoops, congratulations. You're not Bleep My Dad Says. And I'd rather watch this every day. Yeah, leave my dad says. No, I think they could have made something interesting. It, maybe I think here's the thing: is I think it is interesting. I don't think it's good, and that's okay. Uh, and that I'll for me it. is more inter- uh, like I. That is a question I think we should ask on this podcast: is watching those two episodes doesn't make us want to watch more? Because I think that's a more interesting question. Not quite. Really, I'm I, at the point I where I, it's on YouTube. I can watch half hours of this to see. This I'm is where con- we pause the podcast. You watch it all and report back. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, after a turkey is found on the farm, it grows into a gigantic turkey after eating radioactive grain. Yeah, we saw the big spider Like, I'm just saying, like, I want to see a turkey abduct Alice, and... So what would you do to fix it, Dave? What would I do to fix it? Uh, I would make the homeless person a lot weirder. 
Uh, he is, that's the thing we didn't talk about. He's just like a weird baby, baby he, man. He got punched in the kidney or kicked in the kidney by the rich guy like every year around Christmas, and he loved it. Yeah, yeah. They knew each other from New York City. Oh yeah, it was like, oh, I love kicking the homeless, and then recognized him by his like urine-soaked blanket or whatever. He, and then they bonded over that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. this is the thing. He was just—he was such a weird like. It was that thing where they didn't know what to do with him, so they were just like, "He's the crazy guy. He's—he's he's the man child." He's a man child. The the homeless one? Yeah. This is a weird question to ask when we're supposed to be wrapping it up. But why is the homeless guy overweight? Feels like he should be not being able to get food that easily. <laughs> why is anything? <laughs> yeah. You know, not even in this show. I mean with everything in life. Like, why is anything? <laughs> like, why? Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> why, why do Tuesdays come, why do Tuesdays come before Wednesdays? Because someone said it, you know? Wow. Well, uh, that's been this episode of Bottle <laughs> Episodes. Guys, here's the thing. is uh, Fred Applegate is doing fine. Uh, he w- recently played uh, Mr. Abernathy in Guys and Dolls at the Kennedy Center. Oh, that's it's, lovely. I love that. That makes me legitimately happy. This yeah. is the homeless guy? From yeah. He so was, he's still, he, he played, he was in uh, Wicked. He was good. In, he was, he, he. The character had a charm that made me like it. Yeah, we are supposed to be ending this episode right now. No, I think we're doing that right now. It's totally fine. You're worried about it. I'm going to cut pieces out of this to make Don't it shorter. Don't say it into the mic. Cut all, what cut all you, of, no, I'm going to cut this part out, too. Cut all of my stuff part out. Too. I don't know if I'm going to cut this part out now, actually. But, uh, you know, I'll cut out parts of it. Uh, wow. Applegate's voice can be recognized as a narrator of documentaries, and he's guest starred in over 150 episodes of television. That dude rules. Yeah, he's doing I love fine. him. Have do him you, on the pod. Think, how many episodes do you think they would have had to have in a season of Whoops before they did a musical episode? 14. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a while because that wasn't like the go-to. That wasn't season five go-to. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like, I mean, this was such a, I mean, it's such a mess. Uh, Dude, okay. what the fox? What, uh, last thing, recommend, uh, now recommend a show that you think people should check out. And it could be anything. It oh, I be... haven't said how I would have fixed it. Oh, okay, say that. I think we would have just given everybody a British accent, and we all probably would have liked it a lot more. That's the only change I would have made. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. I think that would have improved it's it. Just, I, actually, I just thought of a, something to improve it. Mrs. Claus should have showed up. Oh. And then they would have been like, where's Santa? Like, First of all, oh, I zombie thought she, Mrs. Claus. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I thought she shows up as like a mutant monster and oh, he has to shoot her I in can the also face see again. That, yeah. And like Santa Claus has to kill his own wife again. Well, no, because she can't get through the door either. Oh, <laughs> good. That's that's storytelling. I see what you did. <laughs> that's how you know they're soulmates for each other. And then the the one reindeer picks both of them up, and he's like, "I love my wife," and she's like, "Ah." Anyway, have a vibrator. So we recommend uh, shows now. Great. <laughs> That's the vibrator impression. <laughs> yeah, watch the watch the British Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show. Mm. All right. I think that's the tone he was trying. I think that's what he wanted. Yeah. So watch that. All right, Brandon. Uh, I'd probably do uh, same same smell, but I do Red Dwarf. I think there's a lot of the same stuff in Red Dwarf that is in this, but Red Dwarf is like fun and good. If so, like it's like if you want to, if you liked the idea of the show, but you wanted them to know what they were doing and know where it's going. Yeah, and like kind of embrace the 90, 90s-ness of it all and like the camp of it. And like, yeah, you can't really do a big spider, but screw it, we'll do a fake one. I think that is better done in Red Dwarf than this. Uh, and I'll, uh, inspired by Santa's Survivor's Remorse, I'll recommend the show Survivor's Remorse. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell him who created that? 
uh, uh, Nickelodeon's guts own <laughs> <laughs> Mike O'Malley. Yay! Here's the thing. When, when you hear it's incredible. It's so good. Jesse T ushers in it. Uh, A train <laughs> from uh, it's and I like I don't know how else to put it. It's black basketball uh, entourage and it entourage created, created by Nick Guts host Michael O'Malley. <laughs> it's written by Michael O'Malley. It's incredible. It's one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, Frank Sabatka's in it. Um, Poor guy has a name. Fuck so, if I wait, will remember it. Thing, like, I'm not seeing Frank Zabaka any in uh, any of these other TV shows. I haven't, so. I haven't listened to your episodes yet. Is this just the thing you offer every episode? No, I'm just, I just, <laughs> you like, you were so excited, like you started. Like, this is so much. I like great TV. You, you, I need you to know. You, I love. Oh, uh, man. It, you looked around. You looked around the room like it was everyone paying attention just, just to Just want to let everyone know. You can't see, but David uh, has hooked his TV up to the uh, computer up to the TV. He's bringing up Survivor's Remorse. He's pulled out a gun, and he's not letting us leave. Also, I'm looking at it, and I don't love saying this, but I feel like for a, a news report, it's important. David is rock hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the posterity because of the, he is rock hard. He has a gun. It's crazy. These are Brandon's last words. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, not me. My last words are going to be. I don't care for survivors' remorse. <laughs> <laughs>